It is Thursday, August 3rd. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. And now, back in the big chair, after being woefully ignored at the trade deadline, J.P. Shatrick. And welcome in. It is Jaguars Happy Hour. It is Thursday. Training camp rolling along. Busy two hours ahead. Happy hour for the next hour, of course. And then the Doug Peterson Show at 5 o'clock on the Jaguars Radio Network. Plenty to get to today on Jaguars Happy Hour. Week two of training camp has come to a close. The Jaguars are off tomorrow. And then it gets physical. It gets hot. It gets real Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We'll get to that coming up. Early O-line, D-line, one-on-one drills. We'll get Lagerman's take on how those have gone the first couple days in pads. Wide receivers and DBs as well, getting some work in. And as we said, the Doug Peterson Show, 5 o'clock. We'll recap some of the comments from uh, head coach Doug Peterson earlier this week. Jeff Lagerman, Jaguars analyst, joining me now from the Hyundai Studios at the Miller Electric Center. Good afternoon, Logs. Good afternoon. JP, you doing good? I'm great, man. Uh, two weeks of training camp down. Well, kind of. Uh, yeah. What eight practices? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say two weeks, but uh, but into it. Eight practices. What two of them in pads? Right. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, that's right. Uh, originally, I think the plan was was for them to have pads on Monday. That was kind of the expectation. Then it got moved back to Tuesday, and so you had two padded practices and then uh, today it was back into what is called some people are calling it pads, shoulder pads but they're not shoulder pads they're called spider shells and so when you're in spider shells just so people know it, it's there's no live contact okay it's just all it is it's a a device that goes on your shoulders that literally is like a webbing of pads it's not doesn't have any hard plastic to it whatsoever it's all a soft material and it's just designed so that if two people collide, it gives just a little cushion. You're it's, not doing thud tempo or anything. It's any basically of that the stuff, same right? material that they make knee pads out yeah. of, okay? But it's in a spider web arrangement across the tops of the shoulders. But it, it is not a contact uh, piece of equipment. So, man, some people get confused by that. Some people call them shoulder pads, they're not shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're just called spider pads. There's a big difference. Big difference. No contact. None. No live contact in spider pads. So you'll get more of your um, your real work in. Your evaluation, a lot of it, will come when they have true shoulder pads. Correct. That's how and in the last two days, I think were were awesome. I mean, you get to, you get to watch. You know, because everybody looks good when it's in shorts. I mean, you know, the, we used to call the... I look great when they're shorts. Well, no. Come on. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. Come on, Lux. But, the, you know, you, you talk about the underwear Olympics in football, you know, where you have guys in shorts and you're running, you're doing drills and all that kind of stuff, and everybody can look really good in that. Well, well almost everybody, okay? <laughs> you and I cannot look no. good doing that anymore. Not I can't all. do it anymore. Not at all. Okay. Um, but uh, but all football players, for the most part, on a 90-man roster, when, when there's no pads, they look, hey, look, he's got a little something. I mean, they look like they all belong. But then when the pads go on, look, there's guys that get weeded out, and guys look like they belong, and some look like they don't belong, and that's just kind of part of it. And it's, you know, you got a little bit of an evaluation with two days, and then 
I think you're going to get a really good evaluation because you're you're now starting to enter. I don't know if there really is such a thing anymore with with training camp being modified the way it is with collective bargaining, but it's it's the grind, okay? It's the the modern day grind of training camp, which is the window that you get into. Well, essentially a week out from the first preseason game, you're going against the same guys, the weather's hot, you're tired, you know, you're tired going against the same guys day in and day out. You sometimes get tired of smelling the guys B.O. next to you day in and day out, and you're ready for something different. And and that's why I think the tempers can flare a little bit. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you had – maybe a push-shove altercation at some point on Saturday or Sunday or Monday. And when you put three days together in pads back-to-back-to-back and at this window, this particular juncture of training camp, yeah, things can get a little testy. Yeah, the the Saturday practice inside the stadium, I was told today there's a huge response for uh, tickets for that and should be a big crowd, a little elevated atmosphere, if you will, and then back to the practice field for what could be, should be the longest practice so far in training camp, I think it's on the schedule, almost two and a half hours. So Which one is that? On, on, on Sunday. Sunday. Yes. Okay. And then Monday, of course. So, uh, yeah, you're right. That The intensity will continue to ramp up. It's Jaguars Happy Hour brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving. Just, just a note on the the in-stadium practice. and uh, Yeah. You know, there, there's some coaches that like to – get away, have no crowds, have no quote-unquote distractions. And the smart coaches, and Doug is one of them, they realize that when you have fans in attendance, it has a tendency to heighten the awareness, heighten the intensity, because you're performing not just against your, your teammates, but you're also performing in front of people. And when there's more eyes on you, JP, I mean, that's why Monday night and Sunday night and all those other national TV games, I mean, guys get pumped because they know there's more eyeballs on them. And so when you have a practice that's in front of lots of eyeballs, the intensity can get raised a little bit. And as a coach or an evaluator, if you're Trent Baalke and his staff, I mean, that's the kind of environment that you want to have to evaluate some of the players that you have on your roster where it's a heightened environment. You'll get that on Saturday in the stadium. You'll get that against the Detroit Lions next week, or excuse me, in two, two weeks. weeks. And uh, and that's a good thing. I mean, those practices with other teams, and there's fans in attendance, but, uh, you know, and, and again, there's more eyeballs that are watching it, and there's other eyeballs from the other team, mm-hmm. you know, and it makes that intensity go up. And you realize that, hey, look, you know, some of these young guys – they might be auditioning for a job in Detroit because there may be no room for them here in Jacksonville. You never know. We'll get some of your evaluation of the offensive line, defensive line, one-on-one work. I know you were all over that yesterday. Watched and, it live, watched it yeah. on film. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 a big part of evaluation when they go into pads. We'll get to that coming up in just a little bit. I think the biggest story of camp, though, so far has been Calvin Ridley and his impact, what he could bring to this Jaguars offense the first week of camp I mean I think the fans were just in in uh, amazed at what he could do in terms of running routes and they haven't seen that in a while around here yesterday though there was a lot going on let's say Uh, Doug Peterson before practice said he had a some toe soreness well then later he comes out and he played practiced the entire practice because he changed cleats it was a cleat issue that was causing some soreness in the bottom of his foot, he said. He got through practice yesterday, but 
He also had at least four drops during team work yesterday, and he was asked after practice today about being rusty. Here's his response. No, no, I'm never going to think I'm going to be rusty. No. If I drop a pass, that's not mean I'm rusty. I just dropped it. I was so wet yesterday, I couldn't keep it on my body. And a player like me, I'm never going to think it's rust. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not going to I'm not going to say that. Uh, it's training camp. What day? What a day is it? Eight. Pretty sore today. You know what I'm saying? So, nah, I'm not rusty. Um, and yesterday I look at that. I, I, I did so much good. And yesterday I did so much good. And it was some bad. You know, there's going to be some good and bad. And I look at it as, as a win. You know, I'm out here and it's training camp. Like I said, um, I got to get through this. Uh, like that's what I'm doing. I know how hard training camp is, and this is probably one of the hardest training camps I've ever been in. So I know that uh, I got to continue to work to get better, to be dominant come day game one. So that's Calvin Ridley. Yeah, and he means that because he hasn't been in one in a while, right? Obviously, uh, it's been a minute since he's been in a training camp. It's a big year for him. Um, how does he battle through a little adversity this week and, and move forward? I think you heard from there. Well, let me, let me go back to you. You said that uh, we haven't seen that in a while around here about how he runs routes. Yeah. Uh, I would disagree with that. Okay. I, I think I think Christian Kirk and Zay Jones are two of outstanding route runners. Uh, I, I think it's a little – he's just a different player. I think it's a better way to put it. Okay. Um, he's got uh, – uh, definitely a level of quickness. The way he comes in and out of breaks is a little different. But, I mean, look, Christian Kirk comes in and out of breaks in an incredibly fast fashion. Zay Jones might be one of the best sell jobs when it comes to routes on movement with the head to make, make uh, to move defensive backs in one way or another or safeties to one way or another that there is in the National Football League. So, uh, but, but he is a different athlete because he combines speed, quickness, and route running ability all in one. And so he's kind of a combination of different players. And, you know, we were trying to figure out, I think, what, uh, who would you compare him to, to somebody that's played recently in the league or something of that nature. And, and the name Antonio Brown came up. And, and Antonio Brown, the first thing people think of when you think of Antonio Brown is the negative. <laughs> but think of the positive that Antonio Brown used to do when he was with Pittsburgh what, what and he, Ben Roethlisberger. Well, About the same size, got speed, you know, the, the, the catching the balls and everything is, is, is similar. Now, a little different player, uh, but it's fun to watch Calvin really. And there was a moment in yesterday's practice to where things got heated. And one-on-ones. I'm yeah. talking heated. So, uh, wide receiver corner stuff you're talking about, right? Correct. So, so, Calvin was having issues dropping the ball, and then, you know, there's yeah, penalty not, flags flying. There's contact. It's competition. Right. There's all that going on. There's a little bit of, you know, chirping, but not that you – know, it was getting a little uh, elevated. It was – but it was it was never going over the top. That's right. It, it, it was – just intense competition because it started out Tyson Campbell's lineup against against Calvin and look this is high level competition. I mean, you got two alpha dogs lining up in front, you know in front of each other and it's competitive and everybody's watching and they know it. And uh, there were some penalty flags that were thrown and then um, uh, then uh, they had like I want to say two or three matches. And then all of a sudden, Darius Williams wants to chirp a little bit. And Calvin Ridley says, you get out there. Come on, bring it. And they, and they do. 
And then Darius Williams goes out there, and Darius Williams gets called for a flag right. on Calvin Ridley. I mean, Holding. this right. was—I mean, this was great stuff. I mean, this is this is high-level competition, and this is the kind of stuff that makes the elite players what they are. I mean, highly competitive, and it makes everybody better. And it's fun to watch. I mean, when we're sitting there watching all this go down, I mean, it was this was fantastic. I talked to Darius Williams today, and the, the interview will be on the official Jaguars Podcast Network coming up very soon. Uh, not a guy that goes on the record a lot. He's not a big media guy, but when he talks, he has a lot to say. And he mentioned those receivers and that type of competition helping the corners get better, too. It goes both ways. I mean, when you have that type of – level of receiver going at you like that it helps the entire team get better i had a conversation uh, with zay jones i can't remember if it was yesterday or, or the day before and was just talking to him about the room you know the wide receiver room and i asked him i said look is is this the best room you've ever been in and what i mean by room when i'm using that term it doesn't necessarily mean the collection of talent or the skill set. It means the quality of the people that are in the room and how they collectively go to work. Because that's the one thing that was so impressive last year. You heard me, JP, and we were talking about this many times last year about how important it was to have a hardworking group of wide receivers for a young quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. And these guys came to work and practice every day in Zay Jones and Christian Kirk. It was awesome to watch. And Evan Ingram, I'd put him in that group as well. And Zay said, yes, it's the best room that he's ever been in. He said, and Calvin definitely raises the level of that room up just because of his abilities. But the thing that's impressive, I mean, you're talking about some of the hardest working team first guys that I've ever seen. Now, I don't haven't seen enough of Calvin really. There's no not enough track record to say that he's into that same mold as, as Zay or Christian because they showed it last year. Mm-hmm. And so you got to still see a little bit of that at Calvin, but you expect it because the way that he comes to work every day, he's there to, to, to play football and to work hard. And that's, that's been impressive to watch. Had a conversation with wide receivers coach Chad Hall. Yep. Said the same thing. And, and it's been fun watching Chad Hall, and a lot of people know that he's a new coach on the staff, came from the Buffalo Bills. He has been nothing short of impressive in my eyes, how he communicates with these guys how the guys respond to him because a lot of times you can have the greatest message in the world as a coach, but if it's not being heard, it doesn't matter how good that message is. And Chad Hall, you can tell, uh, has a lot of respect from his group. Jags fans want customized Jaguars furniture for your home? Check out ZipChair.com and browse all customizable options. ZipChair furniture for fans. We're on 1010XL, 92.5 FM, Jaguars.com. Jag social media as well, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, and plenty to get to. Coming up at about uh, 4.30, Kai Stevens will join us, Jaguars.com reporter. We'll get her thoughts on what has happened the first couple weeks of training camp. But when we return, the defense looking to improve in many categories. Josh Allen explains how. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving. You know, once you get the call now, it's, you know, you know you know your responsibility. See the formation, the lineup, and play fast. I think we're at that point now. There's a couple nuances in the defense, but other than that, it's line up, play fast. 
Josh Allen, Jaguars outside linebacker. Welcome back. It is Jaguars happy hour. It is Thursday. I'm J.P. Shadrick. That's Jeff Lagerman. Kai Stevens coming up in about 15 minutes. We'll get her thoughts on the Jags training camp so far. Jaguars happy hour brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving. We're on 1010XL AM, 92.5 FM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars social media, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, uh, anywhere you want to find us. We're there, Vlogs. We are there. It's amazing the number of avenues Any, that people it, can look at you. That's right. Well, I, yeah, in high definition <laughs> and everything. Great. Just what I need. You could have shaved, JP. Uh, well, you, know? I, hey, you too, by the way. I know, but I'm kind of burly all the time. Uh, so am I. You are looking good, though. I, you, yeah, you got a tan. Darn, you're yeah, darn yeah, right you got, I am you looking, got, you're looking yeah, good, I, JP. I didn't want to say it, but <laughs> you brought it up. All right, so Josh Allen, that brings us into the pass rush one-on-one conversation. I know you were right there on the doorstep yesterday to, to see some of those matchups, mm-hmm. and that's really a fun part of camp for you. I know Baselli loves that stuff, too, just to kind of get an idea of what's going on. Two days into those one-on-ones, what 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 is the – I guess the general theme of what stands out on the defensive side first. Uh, overall, the offense is winning. Okay. I mean, I mean that's, that's if you look at and you want to paint a big picture, the offensive line is winning. Is that normal this time of camp, or is that? No, I mean, usually it's kind of 50-50 a little bit. I mean, but for the most part, this offensive line is, is winning, and that's concerning. Uh, you want to have the defensive line – Unless you're the offensive Wins. line. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, they if love it. If you're a Phil, Phil Rauscher, you're <laughs> like, you know, the offensive line coach. You're like, this is great, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, look, I'm not saying that the offensive line is winning every one of them, but they're winning the majority of them. And this is a uh, drill that it's kind of advantage defense a little bit. You know, there's no uh, chipping. There's no help from another offensive lineman. There's no play action that might slow you down as a pass rusher. You're trying to get to one spot. You know, there's, it's not like there's a moving quarterback and there's bootlegs and everything else. So this is kind of a drill, much like seven-on-seven passing drill is advantage offense. One-on-one pass rush should be advantage defense. And the defense is not winning at the rate that I would expect in this drill. And, and that's a little bit concerning. And the guys that you would expect to win more than others or at a higher percentage, you know, your, your Josh Allen, your Trayvon Walker, uh, they're not winning more than anybody else. I mean, so that's something to keep an eye on. And it's early in camp. It's not time to panic or anything like that. But it's something that you're sitting there going, huh, that needs to get better. Because if this defense is going to be able to take steps and get better as a defense to improve on their, what was they, 24th ranking last year? It was 24th yeah, or 26th, it was in the, it somewhere was in the, the mid-20s. Yeah, that's right. If Overall. you're going to get better, then you've got to be able to make improvement. Now, th- there's some guys that I think that I'm excited to continue to watch. Look, I- I'm excited that Josh is – I know Josh is going to get better. I expect Trayvon to, to be more physical – but also, at the same time, let's compliment where compliments are due. Uh, Walker Little's looked really good. I he's mean, in there. Really good. At left tackle, obviously. And, yeah, I mean, he's lined up. Trayvon Walker, I talked to him today, and lining up against Walker Little. And just the size and the strength and everything that's come with Walker Little improving over the last year or so, especially, it's 
it's good to see. Yeah, he he looks good. His uh, his feet are really good. His hands are patient. He's he's not getting out of control. Cam Robinson, I think, has looked strong. His feet have been good. Uh, Josh Wells is, you know, he's he's looked okay, but he looks solid. I mean, that's Josh. I mean, you don't solid. expect him to look as good as Walker Little or Cam Robinson because there's a reason why he's a backup swing tackle. Solid veteran tackle. Right? He got some time today because Anton Harrison was off to the side. Uh, and, and he's been off to the side for a little bit. Yeah. You know, and that, that's a little bit concerning uh, that Anton Harrison has not been practicing for a little bit. So that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, some of the younger guys, you know, because you always look for younger guys to maybe have some flashes. The one guy that I, I'm, I'm liking is Yasir Abdullah. I like his suddenness. I like his ability with his hands. Uh, he's tenacious. He practices extremely hard. I think this is a guy that that will be able to give them some quality snaps. And he's a what is he like a fifth round pick out of Louisville? Mm-hmm. I think is what he what he was. Yep. You know, he's not a the only thing that's kind of a concerning about him is that he, he doesn't have great length. He's listed at 6'1", 240. That's, well, that's the concern. Okay, but okay, there's been guys that have been some pretty good pass rushers that have been in this league that didn't have that 6'5", 6'6", 270-pound range. And they, and, and Not everybody's Javon Curse, right? Oh, well, and but there's guys like Dwight Freeney and Robert Mathis yeah. that we saw firsthand for many years in the division with the Indianapolis Colts that gave them some great reps. I mean, could he be somebody like that? I mean, and those are like lofty. I mean, two of the best all time when you talk about small time pass <laughs> or say. small bodied pass rushers. But I mean, and so I'm not trying to say that he's at that level. I'm just saying that you hope that he can have somewhat of the effectiveness of those guys because they're similar body types. and But I like his suddenness. Um, uh, other than Lacey. Uh, Tyler Lacey. Yeah. Uh, out of uh, Oklahoma, State. Oklahoma State. He's got some size. I think he's, he's a work in progress as a pass rusher. He's a defensive tackle. He's one of those big, stout, strong, run-stuffing guys. And he's not a, like a nose tackle. He's probably more of like a three – technique or a big end and I think as a pass rusher he needs work and he needs development so the pass rush has got to come from Josh and Trayvon and and somebody else you know big big Roy has got to be a factor uh the best inside pass rushing defensive tackle so far in camp is the same guy that was the best last year in season and that's Devon Hamilton Brandon Sheriff is having a hell of a time trying to slow him down Devon's a big dude, man. Yeah. Big, powerful dude, and he just takes Brandon and just it's it's almost roller skates, but not Oof. quite. But it's uh, yeah, he's a big, powerful man. It's PRI Productions, the official event production company of the Jaguars. They have everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit PRIproductions.com. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, it's Jaguars Happy Hour. All right, so uh, – Let's move, continue on the middle of that offensive line. You mentioned Sheriff at mm-hmm. uh, right guard. Uh, Shatley has been getting time at left guard. He was out of practice today for a minor, minor medical issue. That's what Mark Long tweeted before practice today. The, the minor medical issues are always the one that other people have. Uh, yeah, that's right. They're not minor when they're happening to you. <laughs> it's funny how that works. Um, center, um, Luke Fortner, year two for him. Yeah. 
you know, the weight room in the off season was really the big key for him, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't had a chance to chat with him I yet. I talked with him yesterday. What's he feel like? I, well, my first question is, is you know, how's, what's your weight at? <laughs> because, you know, I mean, he looks better. Yeah. Um, uh, looks maybe just a little bit bigger. And he said, you know, last year he was 308. This year he's the same weight, 308. But he said, obviously, he goes, he felt better that it's in a better place. You know, there are 308 pounds that are distributed where you want it more. And uh, he trained back in Kentucky. And he said one of the things that he really worked hard on, besides the typical, you know, let's get big and strong, you know, weightlifting, I guess you could say, uh, uh, tools, which were squat, deadlift, those type of things. He said he did a lot of functional weight training where you're doing lunges with weight and things that where you're, you're doing power movements, which would simulate more football athletic, athletic activities. Not just standing there and lifting weight up in okay, the air. When you get in a football field and you get in a three-point stance, okay, it's not very often you're squatting a defensive lineman. Okay, <laughs> okay, you're you're extending and uh, it might be exploding. a penalty. Actually, I yeah. mean, all those things are you're you're trying to simulate and through different uh, movements. And Luke said that that was uh, a big part of his off-season training was the uh, the functional strength strength training. He said he feels really strong, and uh, he said you know last year he said a lot of times. There was uh, uh, certain things that he would do that he goes that uh, I just didn't feel like I could hold it, and he goes this year I feel like I can hold it. So I mean, I'm kudos to him because he does look, he looks thinner in the face and more broad and more defined, and uh, so so kudos to him because you know when you're when you're a young man and you come into this league and you're sometimes 20, 21 years old. Now, you're all of a sudden getting around some guys that are almost 30, okay, and they've been professional tra- professionally training for years, and it's become their job to work out and become a professional football player. So whereas a guy like Fortner and a young player, you're still growing into your body. You're still becoming a man, so to speak. I mean, a lot of times you see, like, the world-class powerlifters that are in this world are in their late 20s. You know, because the body is still maturing and getting stronger as you're in your 20s. There's a the grown man strength is a real thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. And yeah. so uh, you'll see a lot of guys from the rookie year into about year four to where they make tremendous progress. And then sometimes when you get about year four, then you start to have injuries that slow some of that stuff down. And you're just trying to, to, to maintain or make smaller incremental uh, ad- advancements. All right, plenty more coming up Saturday, Sunday, Monday with – Everything in the trenches, one-on-ones. We'll get some more of your analysis uh, coming up next week on that. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving. And we're back in a moment with our newest team member on Jaguars Broadcasting, Kai Stevens, with her thoughts on camp. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. I just want to show, you know, I'm a, a great football player. You know, that's that's it. Um, cool to myself, you know, that I'm, I could be the best corner in, in the NFL. So that's the mindset you got to have at DV, and I just want to win. So I'm going to do whatever it takes to win, and that, that's the mindset. Like, be relentless. Relentless Tyson Campbell, and welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman. We're on 1010XL AM, 92.5 FM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars social media as well. 
Kai Stevens joining us now from Jaguars AM, Jaguars Reporter, Jaguars.com, all the Jaguars things. On the PM show today as well. So Welcome back. Thank you Welcome very much. Back. Welcome, stuck around all day. You had the Jags AM today, right? I did. I'm I'm trying to become a morning person for the Jags AM purposes, but I am more of a night owl in general, so I do appreciate an evening show. Well, thanks for coming back. We appreciate it. So, all right. Um, by, by the way, did you guys notice the pork chop sideburns yep. on Tyson Campbell? <laughs> He's getting it. It's a look. Is I mean, it a is training that, camp look only? Cool? I know. I, I'm digging that. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, that's like uh, 1970s, <laughs> you know. I mean, I'm digging it. And when I saw Tyson when he was on his way to the podium, that was yesterday, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Days run together. It's okay. Uh, so that's I'm good. on the way to the podium yesterday, and I'm like, Sweet, sweet. I'm liking that. Nice, Tyson. Yeah. He's um we were talking about it earlier, Logs. The the competition that they had So cool. Yesterday with Calvin Ridley and that whole thing really kind of stands out as one of the highlights of the first couple of weeks, I think, Kai. You can just see how intensely both of them are being. Obviously, Calvin's excited to be back on the field, but Tyson's just like, I think he got beat on that first one, uh, one-on-one, but uh, Calvin dropped it, but Tyson was so mad at himself, and he like immediately went over. I think he was talking to Deshae and like kind of figuring out what they were going to do, and it's just so cool to see it. Every, like, obviously, you want to go as hard as you can in every rep, but to actually like feel it like they want to beat each other, and you have to imagine that's going to make them better when it comes to the season when they're both going against each other in practice. Well, and it gets, it gets highlighted because it's right in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay, all the media's right there. It's right there to where it's from, I mean, literally center stage. Yes. And so that makes the competition even better. And you bring up Deshae, which is the defensive back, cornerbacks coach, Deshae Townsend. I mean, you talk about even competitive him. I mm-hmm. mean, he's bark, at barking at the officials that are there to try to help uh, the, the football team get better on the field. He's barking at them because he's sitting there, you can't throw a flag on my guy. you got to let them have the right for, to space, too. Yeah, well, when your guy is holding two <laughs> fistfuls of jersey, guess what? The flag's going to come out, I was just I was just sitting there going, you know, Deshay, spoken like a true <laughs> former cornerback in the National Football League. What are you doing throwing that flag? That's not a flag. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, Kai Stevens is with us. So, uh, you know, this is this is when it gets real starting on Saturday, it feels like. Uh, three straight padded practices in the stadium for one of them. Big crowd expected. Then back out here. Uh, it's not quite, I think I wrote today in the Camp Observations on Jaguars.com, it's not quite Junction, Texas, circa 1954, <laughs> but it's as close as these Jaguars will get, Kai. Yeah, as as training camp is now the way they do it, and they don't do two days anymore, Jeff, which I'm sure you can tell us all about. I'm jealous. <laughs> uh, but they so that what they do now is they kind of, you know, go back and forth a little bit. They started pads on Tuesday, right? And I think um, Doug was talking a little bit this uh, the other day about just this little stretch, I think, over the weekend will be those, like, kind of really longer padded, like, really physical practices, which you need to have at some point, right? I mean, it is football. It's a physical game. So as much as you want to protect your players and, and you know, lengthen their career, or, you know, allow them to be their best when the season comes around, you still have to figure out, you know, you're playing football a little bit. So I think in this little stretch, we'll see a lot of what the team is going to become, I guess, in terms of what their physicality will be, what their identity is going to be. Yeah, it, it, because Kai's right. I mean, it's still football. Okay, you still have to establish tough toughness and discipline, and uh, the physical toughness and the mental toughness. You have to be able to battle through the heat. And uh, this three-day stretch, it will be the grind of training camp. You know, and it's the grind of the modern-day training camp. And and I think that the advance, the advancements, and the changes that they now have with training camps, it's just so smart. 
Uh, they, they've got the protective shells, what I might call the kazoo helmets, on yep. top of the helmets that helps protect the players from collisions and prevent concussions. I mean, that's smart. Uh, the way that they have one practice a day and then a walk through the second one, I mean, that, that's smart. I mean, wh- where were all these things 20-some-odd years ago? I mean, I, I mean, there was a lot of guys in the union years ago that were begging to have smart sensible approaches to training camp like there is today but the old school uh, football guys just weren't willing to let go of Mm -hmm. of that style of coaching yeah times change it's a good thing to see i mean they got the cooling stations too i was i was saying when we were off air it must be such a difference when you start in new york and then you come down here and have training camp it's just walking outside is like difficult so i have no idea how they practice currently and how you did two a days yeah, the uh, when I came down here, the, f- the first thing, you, you get used to it. I mean, you acclimate to your environment. And so the very first year of this franchise, which was 1995, we actually all got on planes and went to Stevens Point, Wisconsin to beat the heat. Mm-hmm. Well, we go to Stevens Point, Wisconsin, and what happens? Well, it's the hottest sum- summer on record for Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Literally, the front page – of the newspapers up there, cows dying in fields. Right. And we're there sitting go. there going, well, what away. about us? How about us? <laughs> you know? No, but it was uh, it was incredibly demanding. Then the years, subsequent years that we had, of all the training camps were here. And you get used to it. But, I mean, there were guys that were losing, you know, because we were having full padded practices twice a day, that uh, and they were lasting three hours. And so your your amount of time, recovery time, was very limited. So some guys would lose 10, lose 10, 12, 14 pounds in a practice and would never get that weight back for the second practice. And then now you're back farther than you were after the first practice. Now you're just trying to keep your head above water to get the weight back on and get hydrated for the, for the practice the next day. And that was a challenge, but you, know, you found a way to get it done. If you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, then look no further than Ford F-150. It's loaded with impressive capability and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between. This truck makes tough look easy. Your local Ford dealer, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're on 1010XL AM, 92.5 FM. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Kai Stevens. Uh, what's your favorite conversation with a Jags player or coach so far this camp, Kai? Um... I think I enjoy the coaches. I think we did um well we did a hunt episode with a bunch of the former uh, coaches that are former players. So um, that's friends, all, almost all of them. Almost yeah. all of them. And, and we brought up to Doug, and he's like, "Oh, I didn't even realize how many of them were almost over former plays." But um, Deshay Townsend, who's the cornerbacks uh, defensive backs coach, he's he's great. I love him. I love Brenton Buckner and all of them, and just kind of like how they talk about it. I, Brenson was really funny because he was talking about when he uses video to teach them things. He uses his old, like he has, his, I just imagine it's a VHS. I imagine hey, it's a VHS tape. I imagine he carries a VHS tape around and he By just the way, like plays it. He's, he actually is smart using his tape because he was a really good football player. I mean, when he was in Carolina and they had that defensive line in Carolina, oh, they, were, they good. were really good. Yeah. Really good. And he yeah. says as much. He calls himself out, though. He's like, when I'm telling you, he's like, he shows them when he messes it up and then he shows them how he fixed it. So I think you kind of get that immediate credibility, right? When you're like, oh, okay, he actually like did exactly what he's talking about. So I, I can trust him a little bit more. So the players kind of, re- I would imagine, relate a little bit easier. Those are fun. That's a good coaching staff. That's a fun coaching staff. Yeah, I know. It's, look, um, it, it, it's a good coaching staff. And, and you know, you asked the question, who does Kyle like talking to? And yeah. you brought up the coaches. I mean, look, there's some great coaches. 
and they've got great perspective because, you know, like you said, a lot of them have played the game and now they're coaching. But I will say this. This is one of the best locker rooms that I've ever covered. I mean, like the quality of the guys that Trent Baalke and Doug Peterson There's really have no drama that I have room. seen. I mean, when you talk to guys, I mean, these guys are smart. They're well-spoken. They're thoughtful. And – they're appreciative of the time that they're spending with you. They're not trying to just ignore you and your media. I don't have time. I mean, it's, I, I, that's a credit to the organization because those are the type of people that you have to have to win. You can still have a, a crazy here or there, okay, but you can't have a whole room full of them. <laughs> you kind of right. need a crazy survive. here or there, right? Just an um, exception. No, you don't need a crazy. <laughs> sometimes it makes it exciting. It, it makes it uh, takes a little bit of the staleness of sometimes out of the locker room. Yeah, but uh, you can't have a whole room full of them. That's true. I think there's a lot of players here, at least, um, you know, maybe the wide receiver core as an example that played other places and maybe it wasn't great. I know we've had a couple talks with Evan Ingram and he's just so appreciative of being where he is now when you've played other places and, you know, you played in New York, it's a, it's a whole other beast there. So, you know, Enze Jones has traveled around and, and I think now that they're in a good situation, they appreciate it even more. And when you have that from your veteran players, I can think it trickles down to everyone else too. So far, so good in training camp for this team. Off day tomorrow, Kai. I know. What are we going to do with our free time? I don't know. What? What? Yeah. How about that? What does one Lots? do? The beach? Get ready for Saturday. That's true. Saturday That's will be good. Happens. I don't know if tickets are still available, but I'm excited to be in the stadium and kind of see them in game-like action. It'll if be you crowded. Jaguars.com slash training camp for all the latest info for the stadium practice and all the practices open that remain at the Miller Electric Center. Uh, Kai Stevens, uh, Twitter X handle. What is it called now? X. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not You're engaging not in there? the X. I'm still it's Twitter. I, I still have the Twitter bird. I'm. I'm you still do. It. Yes. They I changed mine. To upgrade. They changed mine the other day. I'm not going to do it automatically. What is the handle? It's my full name. It's Kainani. So it's K A I N A N I Stevens. S T E V E N S. Give her a follow if you haven't already. So I'll can somebody it. buy the name Twitter and start their own Twitter now? Or is that still owned by X? I mean, Logs, I know you did well in your career. Maybe it could be you. You know, I don't know. You have to find out about that. The new Twitter guy. Yeah. I'm big on Twitter. He's a big social media maven of sorts. Big on Twitter. Jeff Logman. Loves it. Yeah. On it all the time. Kai, great to see you. Thanks for having me, Thanks for coming back in this afternoon. Anytime. Kai Stevens, Jaguars reporter with us. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving the injury report. Coming up in a moment, then at 5 o'clock, the Doug Peterson Show. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. You got to see higher ground. This is a number one seed. This team needs to be playing, getting the bye and playing with the number one seed. And I think it's it, there's possible. The schedule's favorable. Kansas City in week two is a bonus for you. Buffalo in London is a bonus for you. You normally wouldn't get those. Those are, those are games that you have to find a way to win. And if you find a way to win those games with the way the rest of the schedule is, I think you're going to end up with the number one team. Now, there's always this, though. They learned how to win last year. They learned how to win close games. Yes. They learned how to win playoff games. They learned how to win big games. Some of these teams, like everybody's anointing the Jets already, they haven't learned how to do it yet. So that's a big advantage for them. But now comes the tough part, is keeping the edge to do that again. And I think it's sustainable because of the quarterback. Whenever you have that guy, it's sustainable. 
Pete Frisco, CBS Sports senior writer, joining us on Jaguars.com. The full conversation available on the official team website and the official Jaguars podcast network. He was here for a couple days. It's really our annual chance to see Pete in person. He, we, he doesn't come around during the season. No, he so, does. Every now and again, he does. Very rare. Yeah, it's not very often. Very but but like for, for a couple big games, he'll he'll make sure that he finds his way here to Jacksonville right. because Pete, okay, lived here back in the day. Sure. Went all the way back to 1995. He was the beat writer mm-hmm. for the Florida Times Union. Him, uh, John Osher also was with the Florida Times Union during that era. So I, I used to have to talk to Pete in the locker room. How was that? It was good. I mean, Pete, Pete was great. Uh, I got along with Pete very well. He was uh, entertaining. He was uh, still is. <laughs> uh, he was never shy. He was never intimidated, and and as a player, I respected that. I mean, he had a job to do, and he was not afraid to do it. And he was not afraid to ask questions that some other ones might beat around the bush. Pete would just come out and there it is. Here's the question, and you're like, all right, I like that. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, here's the amazing thing. Pete still was, does that. Was the early days. Uh, Gene Frenette yeah. was in the, has been in the locker room since day one, 1995. I mean, so there's been a couple guys that have been around a long time. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving. We're on 92.5 FM, 1010XL, Jaguars.com, Jags social media. Time now for the injury report presented by Baptist Health and the Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute, the official sports medicine provider of the Jacksonville Jaguars. A couple of players still on the active, physically unable to perform list. Ben Barch, one of those. He's been off kind of behind the offense during teamwork, standing near the coaches, kind of simulating reps when the offense is on the field. So, I mean, it kind of feels like at some point you could see him Maybe make a move to get back to practice. I think, we'll in, a, see. I think in a week or two. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he had the knee injury last year. And a lot of times when you have a guy that's, that is rehabbing, coming back from an injury like a Ben Barch or like a Fred uh, Smoot, okay, that's coming back from well, the injury. said Achilles. Fred Smoot. Dewan I mean, Dewan Smoot. Fred Smoot was uh, – didn't he go to Mississippi State? Yeah, yeah, tight end. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Not so many names in the in the brain from back in the day. Yeah. But, uh, but Smoot also – so – with a guy that's had an Achilles or a guy that's had a knee, sometimes you have uh, milestones that you want to reach. When I say milestones, like dates, okay? For example, let's, let's see if it's a knee injury and say, okay, we don't want to get him back before we get to the 10-month period. Or an Achilles, let's make sure we don't get him back until we get to 9 or 10 months period as well. So they're, they're kind of holding them back because they want to make sure that they continue to do some of the functional football drills without the pressure of having other bodies around them. And so you could, if you watch during practice, Ben Barch is not doing the drills, but he's doing a lot of football movements throughout practice. Yep. And so that's good. Uh, that's good. And, uh, and I think in the next week or two that uh, they will probably try to get him back out there. And it will be interesting to see how it goes because the reality is, is that when, when Barch got hurt last year, so Shatley stepped in and did a fantastic job. Fantastic job. They couldn't find anybody else to play better than Shatley for the remainder of the year. So this year, will Barch earn that starting job back? Will Shatley hold on to it? And then, okay, what happens if Shatley wins it? And then Cam comes back in week, f- what, three? Is it would be week five. Five, I mean, four, yes. four games, five. That's right. Okay, he comes back in five. 
Does one of those guys, Cam or uh, Walker Little, move into guard and, and move one of those guys out? I mean, it's just interesting to watch. But, uh, but anyway, back to the injury report. Uh, I think we'll see those guys when they're ready. Doug Peterson earlier this week uh, mentioned Andre Sisco, some hamstring tightness day-to-day with him. Roy Robertson-Harris had some heat exhaustion Tuesday. I saw him in the cold yeah, tub the after cold practice tub. today. In the cold tub. That's yeah. a, that's uh, It works. When I was brought up with when Kai was in here about Stevens Point being the hottest summer on record, <laughs> we uh, there was a budget you know, for training camp. And the Jaguars at that time, and I, I think John Jones, I think his name was, and he was kind of – so you, you had different people like that worked with the organization. You know, Michael Hugh was kind of the general manager, uh, but, but he wasn't the general manager like per, from a personnel standpoint because that was Tom. Uh, but then I think it was John Jones handled the budget and uh, like the training camp and all that kind of thing. Well, in the first couple days or a week, we blew through – or the team blew through – the budget for ice, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and the way I understand it is that John was like, well, we can't spend any more money. We've already spent our money on ice. And Coughlin's like, um, you go find me some ice. <laughs> because, I mean, we were, we were literally – and we, they had a certain number of, like, little tanks that were made for getting into, but there was – it was so hot – and there were so many people that were wanting to get in the ice tub. They went out to a, a hardware store, <laughs> and they bought Rubbermaid trash cans and literally just started putting ice bags in them, and we would just stand in them just to get some kind of relief from three-hour full-padded practice, two-a-days in record heat in Wisconsin. Anton Harrison, right shoulder issue off to the side today, doing similar work to what Ben Barch is doing, football movement things. Saw that today. That's when concerning the team was on now. The field. It's, it's something is to it? watch. I mean, look, look, a shoulder with an offensive lineman, um, just because I can speak from personal experience with when it comes to shoulders. Uh, shoulder is, is one of the most complicated joints in the body. Yeah, and it's not like you can hide it as a lineman. You're using and it every it, play. That's it. I mean, you control – you ride the bike every day. And when, when I say ride the bike, you control defensive linemen and block defensive linemen and everything, it, it all comes down to shoulder strength, uh, your, your lower body placement and balance, and then the ability to transfer that lower body power through the upper body to control a defender. And that controlling, if you have a shoulder injury, that's hard to do. So that's, I'm not trying to sound alarms. I'm just saying that this is something that bears watching because you have a first-round pick rookie tackle that you're expecting to be your opening day start at right tackle because of the suspension of Cam Robinson and he's missed a couple days with a shoulder injury. I'm just saying let's just keep an eye on it. Let's well, a day off tomorrow and see what happens if they roll him out there on Saturday in the stadium or wait another day, and, and you know, we'll see. I don't know. Who we'll, knows? We'll see, but something worth watching. Calvin Ridley, we mentioned him, sore foot. He said not expected to linger. He changed cleats and got through practice. Tyler Shatley out today. Doug Peterson's show is coming up in just a moment, and, hey, you're going to be at the – bank this fall and if you're a Jags fan who's always on the move we've got the perfect plan for you with our bundle at the bank you can purchase tickets to three or more games starting at just 58 dollars per game that's right logs 58 that's a deal 
That's a hell of a deal. Get the flexibility you want for your time this fall. Visit jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000. Doug Peterson show coming up. He won't join us live again until uh, regular season. So we're giving him a few weeks away. We're going to hear a lot of his sound from his press conference yesterday and uh, different topics around the team, of course. We'll also hear a conversation I had this week with Travis Etienne Jr. Jaguars running back, good headspace, good athlete, um, third year in the league, speedy, always wants to take the distance, but is improving between the tackles. And that's been a focus, I think, in this offseason is how to kind of keep it – keep defenses guessing as to where he's going. Yeah, and it's fun watching that position group. I mean, when we talk about the depth, you and I talked a little bit about it last week, about the depth at the tackle position, and there's not many teams in the National Football League that can withstand a suspension or an injury to one of their starting tackles where this team has done a great job. Credit to Trent Baalke and his staff for, for getting some really good tackles. This running back's room? This running back's room is deep too now. Yeah, sure. Uh, you, you're talking about having ETN and uh, and then you got a draft pick who Tank I, I think Tank is doing a really good job of minimizing the movements to get north and south, and he's a big back. So when it gets live, I think we're going to see even more specialness from him. Uh, you got Jamichael Hasty last year, who was a really nice change of pace guy. And Dernis Johnson this year is added to the mix. Veteran I mean, player. This is year. a this is a really really good group. Plenty ahead. The Doug Peterson Show is coming up in just a moment on the Jaguars Radio Network. Our thanks to Kai Stevens for joining us, Jaguars.com reporter. Thanks to our entire crew. For Jeff Lagerman, I'm J.P. Shadrick. Thank you for listening to Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Radio Network coverage coming up. The Doug Peterson Show in just a moment.